We're working through Luke's Gospel and his account of the crucifixion, and we've reached Luke chapter 22 and verse 63. If you're using a church Bible, that's on page 1059. And we're just going to read three verses, Luke 22, verses 63 to 65. Page 1059, Luke 22, beginning at verse 63. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, prophesy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. We pick up the story in Luke chapter 22, verse 63. So far, Jesus has been betrayed by Judas. He's been arrested And one of his closest followers, Peter, has denied him. And our focus now is in this very small scene, probably in the early hours of the morning. It's dark, very dark. And the important figures that are about to decide what to do with Jesus, they've all gone for now. They're tucked up for the night. And now the only company for the Son of God are a few soldiers who have been assigned to guard him through the night. It's not exactly the best job in the world, being a night guard for a prisoner. So they decide to have some fun with him to pass the time. So verse 63, we read, they beat him, they mock him. Verse 64, they blindfold him and demand him to prophesy. Verse 65, they said many other insulting things to him. Sounds horrible to us. How dare they treat the saviour of the world in this way? And Jesus appears to us here to be the one who is captive, doesn't he? He's the prisoner. He's not the guard. The guards are guarding him. He's the one suffering. But actually, I think if we reflect closely, we realize that it's the guards who are really trapped in this scene. Their attitude uh, is, is shown in their words and actions, and their attitude is one that reflects the heart of humanity's greatest problem. A problem we can't escape from ourselves, but a problem Jesus came to free us from. For in these few verses here, we see a similar attitude of heart that many have, that we can all recognize, maybe even in ourselves. We might not be guilty of the physical beating of Jesus or the verbal insulting of Jesus, but at some point we may well have been guilty of a similar stance in our hearts towards Jesus a stance of superiority, of rejection, ultimately of rebellion and sin against God. And the amazing thing is that Jesus takes this willingly on the way to save those who would put him down in this way. I think the actions of these guards are making a series of statements, statements that we can recognize, statements that we need Jesus to free us from. Firstly, the guards are saying... We're worth more than you, Jesus. We're worth more than you. We see this in the way they mock and insult Jesus there in verse 63 and verse 65. When you mock or insult someone, that says something, doesn't it, about how you view that person and how you reveal yourself in relation to that person. Mockery reveals an air of superiority. It's a way of saying... I'm more important than you are. I'm better than you. I'm worth more than you are. Therefore, I mock you. I insult you. 
To say, we're worth more than you, Jesus, or I'm worth more than you, Jesus, that just completely misses the identity of Jesus. Jesus is the only one who is worthy of all our worship. We are never superior to him. We are massively inferior. And so this short scene calls us, first of all, to worship Jesus afresh, to bow before him in our hearts, to submit our lives to him. For that's where we find true freedom. We can move by God's grace from saying we're worth more than you, Jesus, to a place where we acknowledge his great worth and live lives of worship to him. Another statement that guards are making here in their words and actions is, we're bigger than you, Jesus. We're bigger than you. We see this in the way they, they blindfolded him and they beat him. They're behaving like bullies here, aren't they, the guards? Bullies think they can be bullies because they always believe that they are bigger than the person they're bullying, more powerful. What chance does Jesus stand against these thugs? But once again, to say to Jesus in word or in action, we're bigger than you or I'm bigger than you, is to completely miss who Jesus is. Jesus is none other than God in human flesh, as we've been reflecting on. The one through whom the heavens and the earth were made has these guards in his ears effectively saying, we're bigger than you. This scene calls us to bow before the greatness of Jesus, to acknowledge his power. And when we do that, I think it helps us to appreciate afresh his suffering for us. This is Jesus whose hands flung stars into space. And here he is, taking the mocking, the beating, surrendering to the cross. This is particularly helpful when we experience our own times of suffering. The God who we bow before, the God we worship, the God who is bigger than all of us, is a God who is familiar with suffering. He entered our world to suffer for us that we might find life and freedom in him. Jesus is the great God man. He is bigger than us. We are not bigger than him. The guards are making one last statement in their words and actions. It's the statement, Jesus, we know better than you. We're worth more than you, we're bigger than you, and now we know better than you. We see that in the way they proceed to mockingly test out his prophetic skills. Verse 64, they blindfold him and demand, prophesy who hit you. They're behaving in a way towards Jesus that's basically saying, you don't really know anything, do you, Jesus? But once again, to say, we know better than you, Jesus, I know better than you, is to miss the glorious identity of Jesus. To share that attitude means missing out on the wonderful freedom that Jesus has come to give us through his sacrifice. See, true freedom is found in submitting ourselves to Jesus, the one who is the first and the last, the living God who has a plan for all his children. He always knows better than us what we need. And don't we see this proven right here as Jesus endures all this? And he goes to the cross to give his people what we 
desperately really need more than anything else. We need a saviour. We need a substitute for our sin. One who alone can bear the wrath of God in our place on our behalf and deal with our sin once and for all. Jesus truly knows better than us. And we're glad that he does. He is worth more than us. He is bigger than us. Let's continue to live lives that submit to him. And we'll take a few moments now to reflect on who Jesus really is, what our attitude really is in our hearts towards him. And then we will sing. So a couple of minutes quiet before our final song of this session.